Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. Man, I got a little extra shot of life in my voice today. Why? One of our favorites, most requested guests is on the program today, Mr. Marcus Luttrell. Uh, obviously, you know him from uh, Lone Survivor, the book and the movie, as well as Range 15. I, I had the privilege to, uh, to direct him in, in that film, and I, and I got to meet him for the first time, and he's God, he's just, he's such an amazing human being that I was like, we've got to get him on the show. We've got to get him on the show. He was one of our most requested guests. I told you, we, we, this, this upcoming month, we were able to get four out of, out of your five most requested guests. Marcus Luttrell is on today and it's one of the best episodes we've ever had. Um, just a genuinely awesome human being. And every time he is around, I feel like a better person because of it. And it, that's, that's rare in this life. So I'm super stoked to get to that interview. Also, I, I've told you this a few shows back that we're, we're getting sponsors now that you guys have requested that you wanted promo codes from. Uh, that's big. And uh, we've, we've reached out to these companies. Last month was combatflipflops.com. And we were able to, to have them sponsor the show so you guys could get a promo code on those flip-flops. That was requested. Um, and our biggest request of all time um, has been Bison Union. Uh, obviously, Bert Kuntz has been on the show many, many times, one of our best friends in this world. But he also has one of the best apparel companies on the planet. We buy this shit all the time. We wear this shit all the time. Uh, obviously, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, me, Matt, Evan, uh, we're always wearing Bison Union shit. It, it's just some of the finest made apparel that there is. And it's just cool for dudes, man. Um, chicks as well. But but for dudes, man, it's hard to go to the mall and try to find cool shit that, that makes you look good and feel good when you go out uh, and that you could just bro down in. Uh, finally, I was, I was able to, to catch up with Bert. H- him and Candace are, are super busy with their company. And I said, hey, man why don't you guys come on the show and do this um, and, and give these guys a promo code because they love, love, love Bison Union, as do we. I, and no lie, uh, like full disclosure, I'm going to use their promo code as well um, and just fucking load up for Christmas and the holidays. So Bison Union is now on the show as a sponsor. Go to bisonunion.com. Use the promo code Bros for 20% off at all of Bison Union shit. Um, and when I say all, I mean all. Because look, you see us in the t-shirts and hats all the time. Um, they do, they've also got coffee with Black Rifle. But they have cowboy boots. They have custom-made cowboy boots that are the greatest fucking things on this earth. Uh, if you use that 20% on those cowboy boots... That is a monster savings on these things, and uh, they're just handcrafted. Usually, Bert and and his wife Candice put it like a personalized, handwritten note in there. Um, go to BisonUnion.com and check out all their stuff, dude. Again, we we wear it all the time, so I'm stoked because now I get to use a promo code. So go to BisonUnion.com, use the promo code Drinking Bros for twenty percent off. Next up, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. Everybody's asked for a new promo code for Black Rifle Coffee as well. I, finally, I, I, I talked to Evan and, and Matt, and I said, look, just give me a fucking new promo code. We can't keep using Drinking Bros for a one-time use. We need another time use. 
So we have a new promo code for Black Rifle Coffee as well. It is Drinking Bros 20. Drinking Bros 20 will give you 20% off um, all your purchases at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use it on the Coffee Club of the Month. That will be your best savings. Um, they, they deliver once a month on the same dates of every single month. They never fucking miss. I've look, I've had them for more than a year and a half now. Um, and yes, we all pay for it. Uh, just because they're our buddies companies doesn't mean we buy our, uh, we, we, we pay for shit. Um, otherwise we would put them out of business, just taking all of their stuff. Uh, they got K cups, they got bags, uh, they got a million different blends. Brendan Schaub from fighter and the kid has his own blend now. Uh, they're top to bottom, the, the best coffee company on the planet, in my opinion, hundred percent veteran owned, obviously. And, uh, go to blackriflecoffee.com. Use the promo code drinking bros 20 for 20% off. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com day one homies, not going anywhere. We love them. Uh, four amazing flavors talking about original lemon orange and make america grape again they get a 10 pack a 40 pack and a 750 milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop and you can just boom boom pop a couple squirts in and go go to strikeforceenergy.com use the promo code drinking bros as always for 20 percent off kick the can you don't need anymore look it's halloween tonight i'm, I'm going out for halloween uh, the parents riding golf carts around with the kids and um, drinking Strike Force and vodka all night long. That is real talk because daddy's got to stay up late tonight. Make sure the kitties get their candy. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Again, promo code Drinking Bros, 20% off. Next up, we got GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. That's right. We got our own landing page. No more GhostBed.com. It's GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. They're offering the deals of the century right now on their bundle packages. They got a new cooling mattress that's like 15 degrees cooler than the rest of your house. Uh, they got cooling sheets. They've got adjustable bases like Craftmatic that have USB ports and flashlights in them. Um, top to bottom. Th- this company, dude, uh, b- bedding-wise, is the best that you can possibly get. We all own these mattresses. Their ghost pillows are second to none. It is Halloween, so you know I got to give a sleep so good it's scary. <laughs> go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Also, if you go to iTunes through the end of the year, um, they're offering a special giveaway of a full entire mattress set over like a $3,000 value for free just by rating the podcast. Rate Drinking Bros podcast and write a review. The best review will win at the end of the year, right in time for Christmas. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for all the dills, 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 dills. Uh, Next up, we've got grillyourassoff.com. Yes, ass eating season is here. Uh, you can still sprinkle a little seasoning on that ass. They got seasonings for all your meats, chicken, steak, pork, even eggs. A lot of people are using this on eggs and you keep sending in pictures and videos. I, we use the same, same Z's on this one. Uh, I was at Matt Best house, uh, last weekend and, uh, he threw that on some access, uh, deer and holy shit. Holy shit. It was amazing, man. Uh, we love grillyourassoff.com because let's face it, you're going to buy seasonings from someone. You can either go to the grocery store and, you know, get the bullshit Montreal steak seasoning or whatever the fuck it is, or you can buy the seasoning from, from a company that's 100% veteran owned and crispy. Avia has got his own uh, special blend, um, spicy habanero on there uh, for crispy. 
Big, big fan of GrillYourAssOff.com, and they've got some of the finest beef jerky on the planet. They've also got some mugs and some teas over there. Help yourself at GrillYourAssOff.com. Type in the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off. Last but not least, we got GrenadeSoap.com. Incoming! GrenadeSoap.com is making some of the finest bathing products that will ever touch your genitalia. Uh, Their bars of soap. They really are shaped like grenades, and they've got... Real gunpowder in them, so you know they're good. Uh, it actually, it actually acts as like a fucking uh, foliate, like a, like an exfoliate. I don't even know if I'm saying that word right. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm nuts. Uh, but they also got a taint scrubber for ass eating season. That way, in case you're going out, look, more and more people are flipping you over later. Make sure your shit's clean. Go to grenadesoap.com. Clean, clean your, your your fucking dirty balls off. Uh, buy a bar of grenade soap. Check out all their other bathing products for dudes. And you actually smell like a dude, which is great. Um, that way you're not using your lady's shit in the shower. Grenadesoap.com, as always, has a promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. Now, let's hop into the show with Mr. Marcus Luttrell, shall we? Ross wasn't ready. I was ready. Ross was not ready. His dick was not ready. I was ready the whole time. No, no. I'm always ready. No, we got Marcus Luttrell here, by the way. You want to talk about being ready. Have you heard about the porn bone survivor, by any chance? No. What? Do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I don't know, who's, I don't know who's playing you. You're kidding. I don't know who's playing you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that real? That's a real thing? <laughs> That's what I heard. And you don't have it here playing? <laughs> I walked in? into the office this morning. They were like, hey, Marcus Luttrell's on the show. I was like, yeah. And they were like, man, I got a question for him. I was like, fire away. I'll ask it right off the gate. And he goes, Bone Survivor, the porn. Is, does he know about it? And I was like, wow. You know, I we'll just lead got, with that. We'll lead with that. Up. That wasn't Zach and Miriam make a porno. was on TV the other day. So I guess that's how you know you've made it, right? It so, so then Bone I don't survivor. have to explain to you how to double Dutch rudder later. No, no. no. Yes, perfect. You're already no. in. I'm already wait, in. Wait, I'm feeling really left out now. I want to pay someone to like pretend to be <laughs> hey, me. You can. <laughs> Come on Evan. in. Evan Hafer. Oh, hey. Come it's, on in, Evan. We got a guy. seat lined up for you. You want to pay someone to be you? We're, 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 we're live. We're live. We're live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pick up a, grab a thing. Yeah, just put it. Just put him on your Facetime. Right <laughs> Why not? So, so. Those of you who are listening to yeah. the audio show and not the video show, Evan Hafer walked in. Evan, Evan, who do you got? <laughs> mic him. Mic yeah, him. just put the mic he's at the bottom the of your, when him. he talks. Put the mic. <laughs> Clint Romashay. <laughs> there there you go. Yeah, he's sitting right here. There we go. All right. Pocket work out. Clint, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Robert, is this Robert, is this is this got to be a podcast the first? Heroes episode. Yeah. <laughs> the heroes episode, <laughs> excluding Ross. Excu- obviously, you're a hero in your. I own was mind. a hero in the food service industry. <laughs> Those people at Papa John's got my best every day I was there. Well, I want Gene, you to know Gene that. Van Hem was a hero. Yeah, I've played a hero. Class. You played, played a hero, hero on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Mm. You should, Gene Vandenham should be. You're write the a reason book. guys join the military. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Do you think that's true? That was true? the best line ever. <laughs> I mean, that, that line in itself made more sense. And I, I mean, look, I loved watching that whole deal and it's hilarious. But when you guys drop that line 
in that cabin. He's like, man, that's guys like that give us back. He's like, man, that's guys like that why I joined. And that's true. <laughs> I mean, it is, right? I mean, I, I'm going to go out there and say that there has to be at least one person in the last three years since that film has been released that has joined the movie because of Gene Vandenham. At join least the military? Yeah. Join the movie. Well, I mean, I've, I've had at least, I would say, around a dozen people write in saying they joined because of the movie. I've had a dozen people write in and, and complain that I joined because of your story and I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point, by the way. Do, yeah. do you get that of like, hey, man, we saw the movie and it looked super cool, but when we got there, it wasn't that uh, cool. I, this is what I try to describe. Um, like Red Wing, for instance. Imagine any sport that you play, football game, and then trying to do it on the side of a mountain. <laughs> that's rock you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and, uh, in the movie we get the choreograph and the fall but the stuntman obviously that was pure falls but i mean think about it like this most everybody in here has been in a fight and you know how we are about our gear right? you lose a radio you lose crypto you're you're done started that fight i had all of that by the end of it i was naked they just whipped my ass till i was naked all right wow. and i just had my rifle left that's kind of the best way i i, I can explain it i mean granted, I, you know i came out wearing their uniform with a smile but I bet well, you I look good everything. naked, though. I, I, man, I, like, I bet. Some, <laughs> I bet someone like down there, I'm like, man, that's a that's a handsome gentleman. That's a handsome American. Can you imagine when the right found there. me? Like, oh, we got we got some huge naked white dude down here, man. What's going on? A naked <laughs> white man yeah. down here, right in, in my river. Yeah, right <laughs> in my river. Right. I mean, just come over the hill. And I, some dude it was uh, two years later. My buddy Kevin Crooner found your helmet. And he mailed it. Do you have it? I have it. He so, mailed it to you. Yeah. No, it, it made it to war. Con- that's, I was just messing with that the other day, man. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy that that made that back. Yeah, well, they, they found it when they were, when and, they and were it, up in there. And he, cash. Exactly. he found it. And I got called to uh, Warcom, <laughs> summoned in by the, uh, the Admiral. And so I walked in and I said, I thought I was in trouble. You know, you can see the old man unless you're. I was like, I don't remember screwing up, man. But, anyways. Uh, he's like, got something for you. And he pulled it out of his desk drawer and slid it across the table. His desk at me. And I was like, I go, what? Where did you get that? <laughs> he goes, boys found it in a cache. And, oh, I said, please tell me. Some dude was wearing it, and you and one of the and one of the guys busted it off his head. He's like, no, nah, we found it in a cache with a lot of our other gear. Yeah. But that was years later, man. Yeah, that it was, was three years later. Wow, three oh, yeah. years later. I have it. Yeah. I lost it in the fall. It was my uh, my Protec, so that's what I I roped in with. Yeah, and uh, short patrolled with. So I had it hooked to the back of my um, my my pack, and when we started to fall, all that. Oh, that went away. I can't believe it. That's a miracle that, that still exists. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was like a yard sale down that mountain. Four dudes were the gear. You know how much gear we pack in on recon anyways. And it was just scattered all over the place. That's crazy. Matt lost mm. his kid on range 15, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is true. If anybody knows where that is, my fucking, so my Your battle, battle belt. belt oh, yeah. I, yeah, from yeah, the... Well, I carried it in the agency for nearly five years. And then, um, oh, dude, and then I wore it in, in the movie. <laughs> And then somebody just fucking. Oh, we found it. we found Evan's dick on eBay. Yeah, I can just did. imagine the dudes that have been masturbating to that for the last. Probably somebody years. wears that. At just night. like they wear it at night. Yeah. yeah. What my my battle belt? Yeah. Why not? Oh, sure. That'd be yeah. pretty cool. I guess. No. Probably. If you got a video of some guy with it on, <laughs> just sport fucking. Would you be like, hey yeah. man, can <laughs> I have the belt back or yeah. can I have some more videos? Be like, nice dong. Can I have the 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 battle belt? It looks back. way better on you than it did me. Keep it. Uh, Marcus, the other thing I want to get into uh, right off the get here is uh, your wife showed us pictures of two beautiful giraffes. I thought you guys had gone to Africa or something. Right? Yeah, no, but right. those are living with you. They are. Can you believe that? No. I, know, I, can, I can't get a giraffe. I know. And then, yeah. You got two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a Michael Jackson shit. Uh, yeah, Petunia and Jeffrey. I just That's can't. Their name I can't Sorry. wait. 
Well, that's what the... Arthur. Okay, really? Toys R Us your, just shut down. Wife, your wife is correcting you. Toys R Us. Thank you. Toys R Us. We, when, we didn't get to go in there very much, so when we did, you know, the, the giraffes, and when I saw him, that's what I call him, Jeffrey. It's, what is it, Arthur? Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. He's real social. He, you know, he'd go up and... Tell, she's, she do you likes, go to Walmart and say, hey, where's the giraffe food at? <laughs> do, do you have any... Do you have any... You well, know, you only do it once. <laughs> I like that. You're at Tractor Supply. You're like, yeah. I need some corn feed, some scented corn, some a little bit of alfalfa, and some giraffe I'm sorry, so you have a giraffe? No, I have two giraffes. Two Let's giraffes. get that straight. Imagine hauling them out. in a trailer. Oh, boy. How do you do that? Yeah. Are there heads up? Don't, like, no, yeah. don't go through the overpass. No, no, yeah, you've got to take all side streets, right? No, yeah, you put them in and then kind of get them comfortable and they kneel down. And it's a whole whole process. But it's I was axed the other day. I was looking. He got back from school and I was like, son, I'm going up to Lazy J. And he started talking about the giraffes. I was like, you know how many people have pet giraffes? He's like, nobody. I was like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always remember that. Stay humble. And matter of fact, don't tell anybody that we have them because they're going to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> But the only thing that's left is to, is, is, is to, to paint one. Well, we got to chase them down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time we're all at the ranch, we'll <laughs> to have a green giraffe. <laughs> I like that's how you're. That's the stay humble line. Hey, just because we have giraffes yeah. doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that you can't work hard. Just everybody gets giraffes. Like, you got to work your hardest in this land to get a giraffe. Do you have a zebra? We do. Can you, <laughs> yeah, we do. Can you? I just said that as a joke. Do can you, can you ride zebra? the zebras? No, I really want to ride a zebra. Yeah, I would. I'm gonna. As a matter of fact, when we get there, go out and try and pet one of them. That'll be your little test. See how that goes <laughs> they down. They run or just kick you? Are they crazy? No, nah, well, they can get pretty ornery, but they don't. Once you get over the berm and around in there where they're running around, they they keep their distance. What a lot the, of the animals will come up, but uh, for the most part, it's wild out there. I mean, it's just besides kind of really Jeffrey or Arthur. He's the one that uh, Serengeti. It is. I mean, you literally come around the corner there, and the uh, Lion King music starts playing when the sun's coming up. It's it's pretty majestic, man. And that's something you guys wanted to do. It kind of just unfolded, if you will. We from our ranch, just kind of the neighbor next door had a a big game ranch, and he he died. So we we took control of that and the animals that were there, and then the giraffes just kind of came in uh, after that. Hey, what yeah. shipping cost? He died. On that's a, a very diplomatic way of. Condensing <laughs> yeah, this guy was something else, man. <laughs> uh, Doctor Brown, he's a hand, uh, yeah. hand surgeon. I mean, you told me that whole story. Yeah, but you remember the pictures? Yeah, yeah, that time we were there. Yeah. That place is nuts, right? It was fucking crazy, dude. What, what's crazy? Is, what's crazy about it? So the first time in that Marcus, my buddy uh, Tage had called and said, "Hey, do you want to come and and do some hunting down in Texas?" And I was like, "Sure, man, I'll come down." And it was a is it your place? You're having that. Uh, uh, craw, crawfish, crawfish bowl now. Yeah, yeah. Or the boil. And uh, uh, I'll be there. Yeah. We didn't oh, yeah. do any hunting. But we got r- fucking wrecked. Like we. Uh, Michael Barry brought that moonshine out there, yeah. and everybody got. got There's it always one down, guy, isn't there? Yeah, it's like blind drunk, and, <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a good experience. It was really fun, but we drove around on the property out there, and that fucking place was crazy. You had the the cathedral area. Yeah. So there's a there's a there's a huge place, waterfall. Man. In the Roman hot tub seats a yeah. hundred people. I mean, what? Yeah, dude, a hundred person hot tub. It, man. Let me tell you something. This guy was all time, man. There's a fine line between being eccentric and crazy, and it's yeah. money, right? So yeah, he, he he had a lot of that. Remember the, the barns out there? There's, awesome. There's three of them, and one of them is like a Bally's Fitness. Yeah. This is like we need it. We need it on the property. Film our next movie out there. Yeah, dude, it's insane, man. He's awesome. I mean, that property's fucking epic. He's driving around. He's like, "Well, these are the stables," and I was like, "Holy shit!" And that even the background with that guy, because I mean, obviously, like he like fell off a cliff of craziness. It is something, man. There was he had all these pictures, these professional pictures taken and and then framed. And I'm I'm talking from the size of a 
like a truck window to a huge stand up mirror. And I mean, professionally done, but the crazy part was like one of them was him standing in the shower. He turned, he had, this, <laughs> he had this Elvis black studded jacket on with a guitar between his legs. He's flexing real hard, turning around like this. And then one was he was sitting there, uh, the wife is in front of me is peeling an apple but I mean just yeah. the most oh, random man, I love drug, shit like friend. that is it, it, like in my language now an oil painting kind of thing <laughs> no 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 not that high speed but definitely a, a yeah. professional, professional photographer photo. and yeah. oh it was a f- actual photo like a glamour shot oh that's I'd great. say we do that either way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Why don't yes. we do that with, with the with, when we have amazing guests come in the Drinking yeah. Bros podcast from now on? We'll take glamour shots oh. and then we'll just fucking line the walls with the most like epic set 80s up a, a glamour shots. Sh- a glamour shot studio, yeah. just in one of these rooms. Yeah, with just like a simple wardrobe rack of like one motorcycle Today. jacket. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's got everything sitting over there, ready oh to go. Oh my god, that would be the all time. Then you you can just line the wall with all the guests as as their glamour shots. Like, oh. That could be the Oh, the thing. laser, the double exposure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. double exposure. Yeah. I'm about that life. <laughs> that would be absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, so we, we, we just, that that section of his property kind of hooked into ours. And, I mean, he kept it perfectly manicured. You, you, you've been out there, man, the roads and just amazing. the animals in itself. 23 different kinds of African game plus the deer population and the uh, the, the wild hogs that run through and there. you own all of it now? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Man. Do you have a 100-person hot tub? We do. <gasps> oh, they, God, that's great. The waterfall is the craziest thing so because you, just come, you come down this huge embankment, and, I mean, it's a, a waterfall. And there's a, a huge concrete that rolls around it, and then these big gothic stan- or stairs and old English lamp, uh, lamp posts. I mean, it looks like something. Are they recycling cult, right? the water for the waterfall? It, comes out, it, it does. It comes okay. out of the ground, and yeah, it's well-fed. Oh, damn. My God, man. I You're not going to believe it. I want to go. I want to move there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, each one of the barns is probably 100, what's 100 by 50. You can play football in it. And there's the ballets, and on the side, there's a basketball court. And then it just gets weirder from there. I mean, (laughs) how did it come to you? Was there an understanding of like, hey, because I know when Hugh Hefner died, just speaking of somebody who's eccentric, the guy next door had bought Hugh's place. Same thing. Oh, same thing. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, because when Hugh passed away, then it, it, it went to him, and that was that. So, what was um, it? What was it? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I don't no. want to screw this up. <laughs> but he, when he died, it went into when the land went up for sale and whatnot. We got it. Oh, that's great. That's great. I didn't know if he he left it to you. Like, hey, man, you're the no, only person no, no, who can that, do this. He wasn't that cool. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't that cool. He didn't no. even throw in a draft for free. No, nah, matter of fact, he, there was Damn. some there was some bear. They had bear and really? and some cats out there as well. But uh, like lions, right? Yeah. What, what, yeah, yeah. What, what what website do you go to to find a giraffe? You'd be surprised. Where you, oh, <laughs> where'd you giraffe? Oh, there's a giraffe that. broker. Yeah, there's brokers. Wild game. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, Mar- game Marcus's wife just said there's a wild game broker. Mm. Yeah. What are those guys like? I wonder. They're pretty sweet. We know those guys. Yeah, we, we do. Wiley. You know what dude <laughs> in uh, Fredericksburg? Mm-hmm. That's all he does. Is like he goes out on ranches and traps these exotics, and then. Transports it's him trappers, to another. It? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. trappers. Yeah, trapper I've stayed at his house. He does. Wow. He goes up in a fucking helicopter with a net gun, net, shoots yeah. these damn things, and loads them up in a trailer and takes them to the next ranch or whatever it is. That's his job. That's what he does. That's how you get it. So when you get a high fence in like Texas or whatever, you can go to these brokers and you're like, hey, I want two Eland or three Eland, two females, one male that are mm-hmm. good genetics that will breed. Okay. I want, you know, two axis males with, you know, five doe or whatever the case. And then as those breed on your property, yep. they'll actually trap them on the property, sell them to other properties for, you know, two X of what they're worth. And then you have to, 
incorporate feed costs and all that over the years. But um, yeah, the Texas like game stuff is pretty crazy. It's good for conservation, you know, but there's, it's wild. It's like, it's poker out there sometimes. Wow. Like, you know, you'll get a, a whitetail with good genetics at three years old at, by fucking six and a half. That thing could go for twenty twenty five thousand oh, $25,000. You yeah. bought it for, you know, let's say $1,800 with what, two, $3,000 in feed costs over those years. It's, it's pretty crazy business, but a lot of people are really fucking good at it and it's wild. So oh, if yeah. you were rich enough, what would you get then? Oh yeah. I'd have like 5,000 acres, probably high fenced with all the animals. All I'd, have, I'd, I'd, have, <laughs> yeah. I'd have my own helicopter too. Be fucking honey badgers in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying I would be breed guys right? living in there. Fire ants. <laughs> it's going to import fire. Ants. I wouldn't. I, w- I would definitely have a healthy hog population just to murder them. Like it would just be murder. Oh, season. You don't have to buy those. They're everywhere. Jan Fed. Problem. Not murder. Um, eradication to sustain the. the well, they the do billions lands. of dollars worth of damage in the yeah in the around Texas in itself, and I mean it's they're a. Uh, Man, what is it? It's six months. All the piglets they had are ready to have piglets in six months, and yeah. they just keep and really. I mean, yeah. They, so they, if you see one, there's usually a, a, a family of them, and they do. Man, they tear up. You can't even drive a tractor over the whatever it is you're trying to plant. Do you guys have get to in kill there. a lot of those? Yeah, on your you property? cut them back pretty hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys helicopter on up there? No, not yet. It's funny because Charlie, we were talking to some of whoever gets their helicopter license first. You're the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get the we'll get a Huey, put some recliners, weld yeah. those on the side, you know, have a good time with it. There I we think. go. All right. Well, we'll there take us some, the, we'll some A-model Blackhawks uh, for sale recently right. that for a good price, actually. We should check that out because yeah. we've got the Humvees <laughs> and we've got the drones. So, you know, we scout out and move out. But if you got that aerial, I mean, you guys have hunted out of, out of a Hilo. It's not even... Of course, we found out a helo. That's four kind of, across, <laughs> though, and a Blackhawk on each <laughs> side. For 11. Great. You know how easy it is to spot stuff from up there. Yeah. Oh, there's Marcus again, hunting with his Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I got to go hunting, and I got to pick up a few things. You got to go, go hunting with a minigun? And just get some, you know, Bell, north of Grumman, the standard hunting locations to pick up my wares. That Wouldn't yeah. that be the thing, right? So you have your, like, your, a Huey or, or a Black Hawk, and you just fly off from your front porch on the way to, like, H-E-B, and you just murder a couple hogs on the way or, you know, eradicate a few hogs. Get your groceries for the day and fly back. That's that's where I want to be in life. Nothing else matters. Helicopters. I guess that's the status thing right there. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice. And and, and you know the owner of HEB, so he has Blackhawk helicopter parking. Right front. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's or maybe in the yeah. back. You don't want to. You know. You don't want to dust up. That's yeah. why I love right. Texas. Yeah, is because like when people get a little bit of money and like in your position, like you did cool shit with it. It's like I feel like L.A. New Yorkers they buy a condo for nine million dollars, and if that's your cup of tea, sure, I don't drink yeah. tea, um, but like. Texas money does the coolest fucking shit. They're always like buying helicopters and Humvees and giraffes. Giraffes. I'm like, man. I want that giraffe money. I need that giraffe money, dog. Dude, that's a good song. I got that giraffe (sighs) money. No, that's that's the music video we (laughs) film on his property. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man. I'm staying humble, but I got a fucking (laughs) giraffe. He's giraffe rich. He's giraffe rich, motherfucker. Yeah. And you start buying jewelry for him, like real big necklaces yeah. for the giraffe. Yeah, they're yeah. just rolling around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your teeth your, are all your, iced your out. Giraffes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got some Jordans on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Custom made giraffe Jordans. Yeah. Some Air Max ninety five right. on those things. The uh, yeah. the trick is the land because we're not making any more of that. So, right. No, yeah, if you and you're right, man. The way the the closer you get to the city, the the less land, but the more you have to pay. And there's just something about it. When we were talking about this the other day, when you when you get your house and you get some land to kind of that, that's perfect for us because it's something to do. If you're not working your property, then you're kind of being lazy. And um, 
man, it just gives you that sense of home and place to go back to. Because even if they take the house away from us, you got the land you can camp on it. You know how we do it. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, that was a smart thing. You know, Melanie's dad. That's was his biggest thing, man. Just land. They're not making any more of it. Yeah, real estate. Um, speaking of real estate, you go to a lot of places all over the country. You speak at a lot of of sports teams, yeah. which is my jam. Yeah. Uh, who who have you talked to recently? Uh, that's, that's in contention right now. Um, so my brother that I grew up with, he's a strength coach at UT now, or excuse me, uh, OU. And I just went up there and I, I'm with them. I was with I Tyler to, Murray and those guys talked to the Titans. Yeah. Um, A&M coach Fisher just got pulled over from Florida state. Yep. And he's the one that kind of got me into talking to one of, he's one of the first ones. So kind of really, old, yeah, I'm a little old to him. He taught me a lot. So, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. And now yeah. he's at A&M and then I have a son at LSU. So I go there. Uh, Are you going to that LSU Bama game? Yeah, I'll be yeah. there. Uh, okay, game day, man. You yeah. Should, we, Are you doing my, game day? Yeah, me and my brother will all be up there, so I'll I'll, I'll call you when we get there. No way. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's man. gonna be a big one. Yeah, everybody's coming out for that. I got to fly out that uh, right before the game to go. Uh, I think I'm going to New York for Boxing Friends Veteran Deal or whatever. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man, it'll be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Oh man, really looking forward to that. Because uh, I know you spoke with uh, Bama a few years back, right before they won the national championship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, before that, you know, I've, I've had. Uh, I'm real. I kind of select, right? I just don't go across the board, so I pick a certain amount of teams, and usually the ones that I've been with. So Florida State, obviously, with, when Jimbo was there, mm-hmm. and then uh, Alabama, uh, Oregon was one of them. Uh, you need to come up to Ohio State, and get I, those boys. Oh, in I've already shape. been there. Oh, have you with yeah, Urban? I have, I, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He kind of brought me in in the beginning too. So. Um, I think of uh, was it five national championships now? God, that's crazy! <laughs> but the great, good luck, Sean. They should have you every year. The great part about it is, is in, at the beginning of the year when I do my physical therapy, I go down and live at this at the at the at Exos, right mm-hmm. and, in and, Florida, right? All right, and um, man, the combine kids are going there, and we started a program called the Eagle Fund. It puts guys like us back online instead of getting out, kind of rotations, ro- rotating back in. Yeah, and I've been doing that for about thirteen years. I think I, I'm crunching the numbers. About a quarter of the league has come underneath my wow kind of my uh my watch if you will more of a it's kind of evolved into a mental coach because you got those guys who are going into the combine and then you got warriors straight who've been injured right and who are trying to get back online and that mind melt um and we get in their heads and every year first rounds second round that's know. amazing do you watch the draft and say that absolutely man kids? I, yeah. and then i keep in touch with them while they're in the in the league throughout i mean um I think Clowney was one of my first classes to kind of give you an idea about how yeah, far yeah, back yeah. that goes. Jadavion, uh, he was number yeah. one pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and Ebron. <laughs> um, Gurley, man. All those you guys. You got Todd Gurley? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dink. Yeah, he's, man. He's, he's listing guys. off my fantasy dream team. Yeah, right the, it's great. I mean, they, it's, it's wonderful because they're our titans, right? They really are, man. They're the, the kind of the pinnacle of, of human performance outside of the military and the civilian world. You know, if everything fell apart, man, we'd, we'd definitely go into those branches and and, and pull them out. I mean, we right. don't have, we still build coliseums around our gladiators. We took the swords out of their hands and put a football in there. It's basically the seed of their immortality, man. They have to rush that over to their sideline, you know, kind of getting their head about it. like the screams in the stands. Imagine that. It's like your family dying because this army is coming in to invade us in our town. 
And you just twist it because literally Most brutal fucking speech before the game. <laughs> yeah. This is war. You're in a coliseum. No wonder all these they're kids coming to rape and pillage. Half, half and the like, team oh God, resigns and go joins the Marcus Navy. Yeah. They're just like fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame. They're one of. Um, I was with them uh, last year, but I did that for LSU Alabama. I think it was last year when they held them all the way because Alabama they're just a great team. I mean, he, Coach Saban, he's it was tougher to get into his office than it was the White House. So <laughs> is that true? Yeah. I, mean, it's I heard he keeps it really professional. Yeah, that's across the, way it the works. board. Yeah, across the board, man. He doesn't mess. With, and he look at the same food every day. Wears the same clothes. You, you look at the, out, look at the yeah. outcome, man. I mean, I'm sure some of that's a little bit exaggerated, but I don't think his wife would let him walk around the same clothes day in day out. But man, he gets into it. He's all business. He's a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a definite general, man. And um, yeah, it's just it's it was amazing to uh, to watch watch that whole thing unfold. And then when LSU played Alabama. That was kind of in a pickle because my son had just went. I married into an LSU family, and, <laughs> and uh, so I went, I went in and talked to LSU for a little bit, and they they held him all the way. It was when um, Coach O first we first came in there right. against Alabama, and uh, at the very end, you know, Alabama was just good, man. They're tough. They're tough players. I mean, you better put the work in if you're going to go up against them. I don't think anybody's beating that team this year. That's, uh, that's, be- that's me personally, but I you're one of those guys who pops up everywhere, all over TV and all that stuff. I, I saw you on an episode of Duck Dynasty. Yeah, I'm oh, not seriously. Them. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't and see that. I, here's what I want for these guys because I and I don't know who keeps fucking this up, but like to me, Black Rifle Coffee should be the next Duck Dynasty on on television. Like, how was it working with those guys, and how is it with these so, guys? I've known them before Duck Dynasty. Oh wow! Oh, absolutely. They're they're the yeah. greatest family ever. I mean, they man they they were talking about how we pulled some kids in to, to mentor. They they do that across the board and. And Willie and Corey, man, they're they're we're real close with them. They're fantastic in everything they do, and and uh, it's one of those deals. They'll call up and be like, "Hey, what are y'all doing? You want to come down?" And we travel with them. And is it real? Like, is it absolutely? Well, like as far as who they are in the show versus oh, yeah. real life. Oh, that's what you're getting, right? Is it's, it really? Absolutely. I mean, you never know whether or not they've bought sure. into the character, right? Or... But the way you kind of contest that is if everyone loves them, if it's genuine, because eventually, I mean, we're humans are smart, man. You can start to peer through the crap, and if it's not on the level yeah and they're just a genuine family and their life is is it produces those fantastic stories on a daily basis because of how far they've evolved and kind of in our in our country and they're they are they're they're really something man and i'm on the road a lot you're right about 300 days a year i guess and i've been doing that for a while but that's the best part about it i thought getting out of the military was gonna 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 slow you down but i got kind of put into a new platoon right i got put out to to our people man and they teach me more about life, <laughs> life and living and yeah i mean I, I could truly testify to how great everyone is and how important they are to each one of us even if you don't know what they do i mean there's a lot of times i walk in i was like I never even heard of this but the beautiful part about it is because i was reconnaissance my job was to study people but then take them down i still get the same write-up and dossier and all that stuff and i read now i go in i know the leadership where their strengths and weaknesses and i go in and try and build them up yeah and um you flying commercial or private on all these all these trips kid flies united <laughs> really <laughs> no i figured man i look i understand what my I, how i pull my weight around here and i, I kind of all of us have wrath right that's our sin and we learn how to control it and i'm no good to anybody in a plane by myself so i uh i like being around our people man they teach me so much i, I you know i kind of i'm not a simpleton man i'm i'm not ignorant but i uh i'm not special by any means i can just I surround myself with special people. You know, kind of yeah, I, here, I just figured I mean? traveling that much out of the year, like going through TSA every day. I know all those, all of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
buddies with yeah. all these. Yeah. So. When they see you coming in, I just, uh, you know, you can have every you know, the clear Global Express and all that TNC right. pre-check. But then I, when I come in out of the country, man, I the the guys that that work the gate at um in, in customs, man, they just see me and they kind of shuffle me in. They still check my. I mean, I don't. I would always want them to do that. You know, I I'll never. But how is clear? Do you do clear? I do. I've never. I'm, I haven't signed up for you. Is it worth it? You do it. I it, do. Is, it is till everybody else gets on it, and then I have to yeah. do something new. Because <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? a lot of times you go in the TSA, the clear line's longer than the regular line. And I'm like, I'm gonna go over here. Like, well, sir, you're clear. Yeah. I oh, know this line's shorter. Check this one out. Yeah. And um, but the boss has everything streamlined. Before I was married, you know how it works. The travels one day, then you do your deal, then you stay the night, and then so I would travel in the day before, and then hang out with the group, and then have then do my deal and speak, and then hang out with them again, have even more fun, and just move to the next city. Yeah. But now I get up. She gives me my marching orders in the morning. So the I'll boss get up. is your wife, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just clarifing that for the audience. Oh yeah. 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 The boss. <laughs> all of us have a boss. Right. Yeah. Well, except for Jared, obviously, but. Oh, we're good. He's taking, right there. Yeah, you know, we're professional at taking orders. He tells me what I'm allowed so. to eat, when I'm allowed to eat, when I'm not allowed to eat anything from the sea. That's a lie. You bought ten chicken sandwiches right there. Ten. Yeah, but that's not Evan. seafood. But ten. That's not seafood. When today? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, before and you had Chick Fil A in there, and he goes, "Not enough. I'm going to go myself and grab my own satchel." Yeah, well, that's Jared. As long as it's not seafood, that's the problem. Is if I'm allergic. around, I, I make sure that he doesn't eat that. I'm not allergic. Yeah. I love it. But he just, you know, makes sure I'm not, not ordering it in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> he loves ordering questionable seafood. It's not a, it's oh, right, not a right. matter of if seafood. If there was a seafood vending machine, I would yeah, use it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, look so at that. So you order seafood in the middle of the country at a steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. Probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. boy. Whenever you're mid like, that's where he likes to go. Denver. Great. Let's have that sushi. No, there was, like, they where, had the, where they are you the, getting that Bayou fish Bob's. They had the best crawfish in Denver. Yeah. Boy, they he's, do he's not. He's in Springfield, Missouri at a strip club ordering sashimi. Mm. Like, yeah. 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 You probably shouldn't, bud. No. Yeah, yeah, let's steer clear of that. Where, what, what, you've, had, you've had to have the most interesting meals in America traveling that much. We're some, yeah, we're you're, some like, you're like Guy Fear. Like you've had to have been to all the diners, drive-ins, and dives at this point. Oh yeah, I'll make sure I hit them when I go into a town. I, uh, like I said, back before I was married, I would instead of staying at the the hotels that they put us in, I'd kind yeah. of creep out to the firehouses, especially in New York. Or I would call the any of the guys with the badges on and be like, "Hey, I'm in town. You guys want to go out and and do whatever?" And they'll show you where the 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 good restaurants are. I mean, yeah. You got the high, then obviously the ones you know, but then there's the, the hill hidden gym, right? The home cooking. That's what I'm about, man. Yeah, there's I a don't place go to the five star ones. I go for like the the hole in the walls that it's like grandma's cooking up some fucking biscuits and gravy for me. And there's well, a place. I called, always try to look up like what. Anytime we're in a new city, I try to look up what what restaurants have been on shows, like 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 the specials and stuff. Yeah, like what's that. yours? What's your favorite that nobody really knows about? That's off the beaten path. Man, there's a place called Mertz in uh, in Charlotte, and it's a uh, Man, it's a soul food restaurant, and it I, it's so good. Anytime I'm any, anywhere near that that state, I'll try and get over there. Just, You'll hit it. I will. And then, um, believe it or not, man, if, <laughs> in Amsterdam, there's a steakhouse, um, a Chinese food, and and one other man. But it is fantastic. I mean. When we go overseas on trips, I make sure we swing through there just so we can eat there. <laughs> that <laughs> kind of good. Damn. Yeah, man. That's super legit. <clears throat> but. Yeah, Just, I, you, you name this. You name the town or the city, and I'll, let's go New York City. New York City, man. Uh, well, I Peter no Luger's. You go to Peter Luger's for steak at all? What's that? Peter Luger's for steak. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all those top end um, Smith and Walensky's, Ruth Chris, they all have great, great 
food. No boob, man. Like I said, that, that one was really good. That's the last one we hit. There's a place in, um, oh man, I go eat with, uh, Italian food. I can never remember this place. It's, I go eat with Anderson Cooper. It's an Italian place owned by the... Oh, Eight Coops. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're old bros. Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Coop like this. Um, I think it's... Hey, Melly, what's the name of that Italian restaurant we go eat at all the time? With Anderson Cooper? You know, the guy who hosts CNN and all that stuff? Yeah. With Eight Coops? Yeah, Eight Coops. He hangs out with B Coops, Bradley Cooper, a lot. <laughs> Olive Garden. You, you yeah, Olive, 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 Olive Garden. Garden. Yeah. Two Coops. Two oh, Coops. When yeah. Bradley and Anderson are together, it's just the two Coops. One down from the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, what, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a ninja restaurant in New York City where there's real ninjas in there that stick swords out yes. of them. Yes. What? What? I want to go there. Do you yeah. have yeah. Yeah. swords? Man. <laughs> there's a ninja restaurant. There's a blind restaurant. Um, do you know the, the, the blind one where you go in? There's no lights. Yeah. And so uh, you, you have to eat by scent and uh, all that other stuff. You can't have phones. So you've got to have conversation with whoever you're with. and um, um, Yeah. Best hot dog. Where's I would go there with dog? you. We'd have a blast. Who are you so hanging out with? Pizza? Like in you, New York. Ray's Pizza says best hot dog. And then uh, really? hot dog, I, basically in... Um, I agree with that. I, I, I like Ray's. Their, their hot dogs are fantastic. Best, best, best hot dog, and I, I hope Evan agrees with this, is any place at 2 a.m. in Seattle, Washington, yeah. and getting a Seattle dog, some yeah. cream cheese, and, and onions on that bitch, and jalapenos. Yeah. You're right. That and zombie that tingles dog. my soul. Downtown Pioneers, like Pioneer, Pioneer Square. Square yeah. Yeah. We do our got, cool weather diving. We got some there. fucking legit hot it's dogs awful. down there. And it was awful. Yeah. you can't see anything. No, you can't at all. I, I, I had a great time diving out there. One time, man. You dive in the sound. Yeah, man. Like it's cold. Dude, in a seven mil wetsuit, drink two gallons of water, so you're pissing the whole time. It's oh man, right? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, let me tell you something. The dry suit. The first time I put a dry suit on to dive in that. You know, we're walking up and they're handing out the the condoms to put on in the dry suit, so you don't you know it goes out the side right there. Yeah. And you walk up, and you're like, "What size?" I'm like, "Large, man. Give me that large condom, man. I'll put that on right there." You get in that water, all right. The first dive, next day when I went in to get my condoms, like, I'll take that extra small condom right there, man. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah your your right? your dick runs in back into your and body. That thing like... just goes right off, right? So you're just, <laughs> you're just you're, I mean, and it's it's absolutely miserable because that. That is some cold water. So See, I, I switched to my seven mil as well. That's why and I never just, wanted to be a Navy that's SEAL. It. I would I would be driving out to go dive out in uh, Alki, yeah. right off of Alki in West West Seattle, and I would no shit drink two fucking gallons of water on my way out. So I'd be just fucking chugging it because I'm like, all right, dude, this is gonna be fucking cold. And yeah, for a good forty five minutes, an hour, you're pissing the whole time. You at least warm up. Yeah, you, you warm know? up. You there. warm up a little yeah, bit. We, I was under for about six and a half to nine Super hours on, on, on that dive. It's the only time you're just doing navs. Everything, God, you name it, man. Just <laughs> over the horizon, long transit, then over the beach, reconnaissance, snatching yeah. grabs, all that stuff like that. But that's the only place we we'd ever got pulled out of the water because of the orca pods. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, Would they have orca pods attack you? No, no. Well, no. It pulls out of the water because they're. Orca pod, you don't, especially if they have a, a calf, you don't mess with that. But you see all kinds of wildlife down there. Every time we'd open up the canopy, dolphins, the sharks, the octopus. Yeah. The first time octopus, I saw one, octopus down there, man. Crazy down there, dude. <clears throat> it was. Yeah. And the it's, seals, too. Mm -hmm. The seals will fucking oh, man. fuck like, with you. And like mammal seals or not, Navy yeah, not, seals? Not Navy seals. Well, no, yeah, oh, once yeah. the real seals, yeah, they, they, once we incorporate the ones. Yeah. <laughs> see who the top seal is? Yeah. <laughs> when they start messing with you. Trying to bump them like, bro, bro <laughs> seals, what's up, dude? Yeah, what's up, Doc? Yeah. Well, so, we're, we're talking about peeing in the suits. Somebody asked me to ask you about the poop suppressor. 
Uh, depends, diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you, when we're getting dressed, like he said, man, the gallons of water, and plus there, you have to get dressed super slow so you don't start sweating because then it just kind of, you start getting cold. But I mean, the, you got so much gear on that, that it just, it's, it's almost impossible. And then once you hit that water, it hits your toe, it just everything freezes up, man. And it's, uh, you know, the catheter. And then once that thing started blowing out because we were underwater so long, we went to the depends. And then you just don't eat before that you make sure you, you get all that cleaned out of your system but if it happens you know it kind of happens you suck it up and charlie mike oh, God. <laughs> it's a, a long day though right yeah it is man it's uh, how long you, are you in that thing when you go down and the nine hours god i always like i've been fascinated by 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 sdv by the, like the first time i like i was working with with a with a dude that was on sdv and it was interesting because I didn't know a fucking thing about it. I was like, oh, fuck, are you serious? Liz, tell me all about this. And he's like, you want to know? Like, nobody wants to know about this. Right, you know? so I'm like, com- dude, I got to fucking know. Like, you're on a submarine and fucking driving around. You're like, and I'm imagining this whole thing where I'm like, dude, this has got to be the most epic shit in the world. You're down in a fucking submarine. You can see everything. He's like, no, you can't see anything, you fucking dumbass. You can't see fucking three inches in front of your face. Or <laughs> it's dark. Whatever. It's dark. Water. You're under there for hours. And fuck, dude, it's brutal. And I'm like, that sounds less cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone avoids it like the plague. But if you kind of keep that mentality, like I did. Right. Like, I mean, that, it's funny because I was watching Navy SEALs, right? And yeah. The, the, what I was watching is what actually recruited me to go into the SEAL teams. When I had to do it in real life, it was terrible, right? It's, mi- <laughs> 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 it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. another movie so that's ruined so people's lives. But it, if you start to think about it like that, that's what gets you. But you're right. Man, um, it is, it's the hardest job in the teams, hands down. But it's when you get done, you realize – so. Locking onto a submarine, we sleep in the torpedo tubes 22 days, and then in between that, man, we, we lock into that chamber for three, four hours, and when they swing that back door open, if it's a full moon, you can see. Right. And if it's a daytime, you, you see things like you could you can't even imagine. Right. The only way you can see it is if you were in a shipwreck. Right. We're the only ones that are allowed to do yeah. that. So, I mean, jumping off the back of a nuclear submarine and swimming in two miles in a hurricane off the great <laughs> off unknown waters and over the beach, and then, I mean, we're the only ones that... <laughs> On the sails, the masts on the sub, yeah. When they come up out of the water. We're standing on top of that. Yeah. I mean, how how sexy is that, right? <laughs> no, it's fucking badass. That it is, man. Like, it, it, was... tr- it truly is. I, I mean, first time I almost ever got killed was doing sub ops. I got an AGE. I got arterial gas embolism. And we're doing interop with the Brits, and we had a catastrophic lo- loss of the boat, and we kind of folded off the cradle off the back of the sub, mm-hmm. and instead of going up, we went down past the nuclear. Re- I was sitting on the outside of it. The Brit was driving, and. Uh, I, what I didn't know was we got in this water column and we were going so fast that it pulled my regulator out of my mouth, but I still had the bit in there. Right. And when I took a breath, I felt the water. Oh, shit. And I was reaching in there and I blew the tank. So we kind of did a arc and we were coming to the surface. I was holding my breath. And we were at 80 feet. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got to, we were up on top and we lost a sub, pitch black. I mean, there's, the bottom's not even registering on the depth gauge. We lose. That's the middle of the ocean. When the full moon sets out there and it, hits, it looks like lightning spraying through there, it's yeah. the most amazing thing. And I was dizzy, right? I was embolized. I didn't know it. And I was like, all right, let's get back down. <laughs> so we went back down to depth. So Because sh- you were holding your breath on your right, ascent. Right, yeah. And so it shrunk that bubble back down. Right. And we chased the sub for probably about four more hours, man. And we locked in. And I finally swam into the trunk, got locked back down. And I was climbing down the ladder. And it's you know, 15 stories. And I got to the mess deck, and the doc was standing there. And he goes, hey, we were watching you on the periscope underwater. I think we launched about 40, 50 feet or something like that. I was like, yeah, it was kind of wild. I was still jocked up. Right. And he's like, well, I saw you hit the side of the, the sub. I was like, yeah, I hit my elbow a little bit. hurts, I think. And he's like, strip. 
So I started taking all my gear off and I got down to my skin and he's like, he goes, how do you feel? I was like, I feel pine. You know, I started slurring my words and I turned around, and looked at him, I was like, uh Oh, and I, that's the last thing I remember. I passed out and my doc, man, he's just stud, grabbed me by the foot and pulled me up, threw me on his shoulder and crawled back up to the top into the chamber and threw me in that thing. And I went for, I think I was down there for three, seven hour rides. Cause every time they would pull me up, I'd embolize again. It came out into my spine and went up into my brain. It almost killed me, man. Fuck. I was down for what six that, months. What does that feel like? I just lost control of my my function, my body. I couldn't move it. And then my I couldn't say, can't say S for some reason. I guess that's the first thing that kind of goes, and that was the telltale sign. And then wow. you know, they brought what me What boat back. was that? I think we were on the Los Angeles. I want to say it was Los Angeles. And but, is that is that like a lasting effect over time, or does that go away? I don't know. After? You guys tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, had a, we had one of my officers. He was a Harvard grad. I mean, he had an AGE during pool comp in second phase. And to, I haven't seen him in forever, but I've heard still to this day he'll be sitting there and he'll just kind of pass out. Or it can, yeah, it can have some lasting effect, just like any other stroke. Sure. Mm-hmm. But luckily, there was a chamber right there on the sub, so they they had me in that forever. The problem was once they got me off the boat, the the hospital tripler is on a mountain, so they couldn't take me up to the top because it would pull that thing back out right i think i lost like 40 40 50 pounds i mean i was offline for a while usually back in the day that that was a career ender but the wars were off so they were like i right, suck it up the trail get back in there i was right. like yes sir <laughs> and i was off to iraq yeah what do you do in the chamber you just you just chill i was there, just right? passed out you just lay I, I was out yeah i don't remember i'd come to every now and again they'd ask me a couple of questions and i'd they, i'd not i'd pass back out so somebody's obviously observing you there's right? a doc in there yeah yeah there's a uh, two uh, oh so there's somebody in there riding oh yeah there's you? a corpsman in there gotcha. putting ivs and, and monitoring yeah, yeah. and they got a camera and then he's on headphones with the doc right so the they were just three seven-hour rides, though. That was a good long time. They don't show you that in Hunt for Red October. No, I know, right? Well, and Chuck <laughs> Sheen makes it look way easier. Way, way but easier. He did it with HIV. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he had it back then. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe he didn't. That was the 80s, dog. True. Yeah. Right? True. Pervasive. Another mm. thing, if, if you're rich enough, you can do anything in this world like beat AIDS. Mm. Right. You can have giraffes. You can also beat AIDS. Isn't you know, the, <laughs> the, other, the, other cool, the other cool stories, I, I, I would pick dudes' brains all the time. and, and uh, for whatever reason, I, I would have a lot of dudes like SDV or a few of these guys and be like, that's fucking badass, man. Because in the Army, you don't do shit like that unless you go to scuba school and then go on a dive team and then blah, blah, blah. But And a lot of these guys do super similar things in their activities, but I didn't do that. I was on a shooting team. So I was like enamored with these fucking subs. Those subs are badass. When the dudes are telling me, like, it's so difficult to be uh, a driver mm-hmm. it's like a super unique skill that if you're a good driver like you get stuck there that, that's where you that's right. where you are everybody right? else like, suffers. what makes, what makes a good really, driver if you keep a boat on a single on, on a ballast yeah at a certain depth for for because you got to think every time you go down you come up your ears are popping gear i mean your flotation goes off so if you have somebody who can master the balance it's because it's not dry in there it's wet it's, mm-hmm. it's submersible not a submarine and um just like a submarine, you have to push air back and forth and manipulate the water in the ballast. air to get your ballast, yeah, right? Yeah. And it, it's true. Uh, my partner, JJ, he and I, I mean, once you get with a crew, he was a nav, I was the pilot, and uh, you stick with each other because you, there's no comms. You have to learn your own language, communicate. Right. I mean, we, uh, we could eat, drink, sleep underwater. He'd laminate magazines, he'd, you know, Snickers bars, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff, man. The worst thing I think that happened to us is when you get seasick underwater because there's water columns underneath there that sometimes it'll pitch you and roll you and sure. the exhaust kind of like when we're launching maybe and uh if you if you got a full face mask on you can just dump into that and kind of purge it out regulator you, you spit through the valve 
The Dreger is a different story because it's a closed loop. So right. if you get seasick on that, you got to shut it all down, pull it out of your mouth, throw up, put it back in there, re, re you know, purge the rig, and then go through it again. And that happened to me numerous times. Jeez. None of this sounds fun, by the way. This episode, Hold Marcus Luttrell tells you I, why I, you I, should I, be a Navy SEAL. I thought the lone survivor story was fascinating, dude. Yeah. Like, like, so, you know, I'd be talking to these guys, and I, you know, I spent a lot of time in cars with these dudes because we'd be out doing shit. So, you know, I'd be driving or nav or whatever, and you'd be fucking talking about all these sub stories. And he's like, yeah, man, like, I would eventually just, I, I was, I'd take paperbacks and I would just rip the pages out. I started laminating books, but he's like, after a while, you stop doing that. You're just like, it's a paper fucking, it's one page. It's cost you $2 and his fucking book is deteriorating underwater. And the pages are just fucking being pitched away. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, that's what you did. He's like, yeah, man, you just fucking, or he's like shoving them in a bag basically because it just deteriorates. <laughs> a lot of times wow. the, the worst being in the back. Because there were times where I was I was the smallest guy in there, right. and I sit down, and, and I'll never forget when they were launching. Like, you ready? So I had to lean back, my head back, and reach back and grab the, an, an open source regulator, my yeah. secondary, and then I had my nose, my hand on my nose to Valsalva, and then they would put their foot on my neck and push me down in there like this, and close that canopy and for nine hours, dude. You're like this for I mean, nine hours. If something nine goes fucking nine hours. hours and the only dude. thing to signify that you're alive is a little red dot up that that goes off because the pilot's checking on you yeah because up front imagine in a modern day car the consoles and all that it looks like that with the oh and, and you're yeah. kind of just flying that and then you got your navigator and the reconnaissance and um but literally we would drop that thing out leave it come back come hauling butt down there with all my clothes in my hand and my rigs and all that and just jump in the water and then just disappear man it's fucking that's crazy, crazy. <laughs> I, I was about to say earlier i was like dude you you because again Matt's talked about this before, but like we've we've heard the lone survivor story. This this almost sounds worse. Like, well, I, the, the Red Wing—that's just one week in my life. I've almost been killed. I don't know how many times. But it, I mean, just imagining. I imagine trying I to throw up uh, underwater. Like, like that. It sounds just, impo- it sounds like, impossible. Yeah, because impossible. you know how much how much time too you lock up and your body is is spent. But you're doing that underwater. Yeah, yeah that's like <laughs> the reason when I you know you look at what you know branch you want to join you know i grew up on the pacific ocean i was like that shit's way cold i can't imagine right? being fucking 80 feet deep i'm i'm good and all that <laughs> were, you, were you guys always on boomer classes were you always on no no or, or did no, you ever fast ride the fast attacks yeah, what fast, fast attacks, attacks did you ride uh, los angeles the greenville la jolla uh, the cam got decommissioned we were on the ohio yeah i mean you can walk shoulder to shoulder down the tubes i mean that's where we slept right <laughs> on the fast attacks i had to wear a helmet yeah i mean people don't realize you kind of in the shower, for instance, if you you know you drop the soap, you gotta open the door and get out. And you, you gotta turn the water on, get wet, turn it off. Leather. It's just yeah, that kind of deal, man. It's it's a uh, so yeah, you it, miss being in a sub. It's right, yeah. man. I still got that scar from ripping my head open. I'll tell you this: the darkest place on the planet is underneath an aircraft carrier at night. And after Afghanistan, we went back to Ramadi in 06 or seven. And my point man, uh, Shelly, he didn't even get a scratch. The other point, man, three days before we were coming home, he took a round through the chest. I want to drop piss bottles off of all things in the dumpster. It came over the, uh, the wall at Hurricane Point. Hit him right here. Stodden, love you, brother. But Shelly came back, and then he was doing an SDV dive a couple weeks later, I think, maybe a couple months, and, uh, underneath an aircraft carrier, and he died. Shit. Um, what would happen, if you don't mind me asking? I think they were up in the boat. like They were bottoming up underneath the, to, to do an attack. And the thing about an aircraft carrier, it's so huge. If you don't have a full bottle of air and you go underneath there, you get turned, you'll die. 
I mean, it's a floating city. It's yeah, yeah you're, man, it, and if you go the wrong direction, yeah, I mean, you're a little, you know, kind of swimming. And the the, the suctions, you're talking about five thousand gallons in a second. I mean, right. you get reason we're tacked into somebody, you can't survive. You get ripped into a into a suction. That's why we. Right. I mean, I tighten my headgear down so tight it made my gums bleed just in case it got ripped off and my mask is gone. That's all right. I mean, I've done plenty of dives without my mask because they break in the beginning, but. Man, you you can't just pull them out of that. You kind of got to you got to roll them all like a pancake, and it, I mean, your buddy has to be there because it's it's so loud and dark. And I mean, it's you know it's terrifying down there because everything swimming around or it, it's you know it's pretty gnarly. Do you miss any of that at all? I well, I miss the the guys and that that kind of lifestyle. I loved every second of it, man. I, it was just a blessing to be there. I mean, we got to fight in Babylon. We you know we got yeah. to fight in Afghanistan. That was an honor to do that. I mean that's why I kept going back. I just till I couldn't because man, who gets to who gets to do that, right? But the the transitioning off the subs and and it does it was it was you know it's hard work, man. A lot of guys in the teams. As a matter of fact, we were I think it was right after I graduated. We were at McPee's drinking some beers, and there was one of the one of my one of the teammates, older guy. He's like, "Hey, where are you going?" I was like, "Ah, SDV one." He's like, "Man, I keep a bag of cocaine in my locker just in case I get orders there. I'm walking to Skipper's <laughs> desk, and slap it on there." It's hard, man. But That's now- it. Every dude, every team guy I've ever talked to says. That's the fucking hardest job in the teams. Like it's, every it, it, every dude, every fucking dude I've ever talked to. Because it's reconnaissance. It's our yeah. insert. It's the most clandestine insertion work. platform. I mean, we'll go in over the horizon and over the beach for two weeks. I mean, and then come back out. Yeah, just off the top of my head, I'd rather run at machine guns than, than do that. <laughs> well, like, like, if well, you're so like, come do this, you don't have to go back to war, Matt. I'm like, I'm seven hours in a in a pitch black fucking water, <laughs> or you can go run over that machine gun nest. Machine gun nest. Gotcha. Yeah, give me the machine <laughs> gun nest. It. Definitely, definitely die. My longest is eleven hours, a little oh, over that. And it, on the on the on the submersible. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and you uh, said you're you're inside that thing. Oh uh, yeah. Cock- it closed, just cock- yeah. yeah if you're not driving, if you count on the recon team, whatever, the whole thing's. How recon. many of you are in there? You can't say. You can't say that. Before he died. Speed window. Is there an actual like nomenclature for that that you could, that's that's public information? Yeah, they put something out there. Yeah, they, they've got some videos like the depth, of they ask some how, of it. how deep it can go. It'll yeah. go all the way. Because I think bottom. just for context, yeah, yeah. a lot of the listeners probably don't know what what you guys are talking about. It's the reconnaissance sub. It Dude, it's submarine delivery. It's vehicle. small. Yeah, it's, very, it's about yeah. the size of a truck, maybe. How many people? Oh, yeah, no, we just yeah. say. And then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's wet inside that, yeah. that breaks up the signature. I mean, I, for instance, we. I remember one time we were testing the, uh, the security for the nuclear submarines in, in the harbor at this place. And they had everybody there, even from the government. They're like, all right, send your boys in. And then the night kept progressing and progressing. And then finally, the guys started to complain, like, hey, you guys are going to go in here and hit this? We'd already been in and come out and took, you know, took a picture. So <laughs> it's uh, – <laughs> That sounds fun. Yeah, it's uh, – It's like these guys even going to go beep, beep. New message from Marco. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> middle, Shit, finger. middle finger. Yeah. The other thing that I fucking love talking about is – the dolphins, dude. The dolphins. The fucking story. So I had one dude, and I worked with him for several years, and he was a uh, retired master chief. So he's like, been he went all around the. He was he started an SDV, and then he ended his career over with the dolphins, right? Yeah, the mammal cage. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, dude, 
so I didn't know this, and he's like blowing my mind for like fucking months on end. I'm like just picking his brain, you know, like you got to tell me about this shit, man. Like do- dolphins, is it real? And, by the way, oh yeah, it is. Yeah, real. it's fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's real. And he's like, oh, they're, they're fucking horny as hell, and they will they will try to fuck you. That's where dolphin they rape is real came from. You. When we used to make that yeah, joke, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. guys that were divers would like, yeah, they're just fucking horny little fuck animals. Like it was real. That's why we That's made it the joke. About I it. accidentally we were doing a dive in the harbor past the mammal cage and they tell you like don't go up to the mammal cage because they're anti-swimmer uh mechanisms they're taught to to combat insurgency underwater insurgency right so i mean if you're on top of the water you're kind of golden as soon as you go down stand by because what they can do to you what they've been trained to do and they find mines and all that stuff like that it's not just the dolphins yeah, no, they're yeah. attack. They're attack dolphins. No, I know. You ever yeah. seen with the vest and shit on there? I don't know if that's real, dude. It looks fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you go into real? this, like you, the fucking Russians had orcas. <laughs> no shit. Trained. They had orcas. fucking trained anti-swimmer. Oh my orcas. god! Could you imagine having to go up fucking against that? Sh- well, let that Jesus. sink in, motherfucker. <laughs> like, let crazy. that sink in. How you're you you're swimming along, s- going, dude. I'm super fucking orcas. squirrel. <laughs> a fucking orca. How, how does that even possible? Like, how do you train a dolphin or an orca for that, that like line of work? How do you train them to fucking jump out of highly a goddamn pool mammals, into they're, a hoop? They're highly intelligent. Super intelligent. I, I, dude, it, it took a lot to just to, to house train my dog. A bucket of herring and the will. Really? <laughs> you know, and the yeah. passion to train an orca. That's yeah, all it takes, Ross. Wow. And you I know me, I love my orcas. Don't give a fuck. The Russians don't give a fuck. No. I wish... Anti swimmer orcas. If he could tell us, it'd be rad. If we had orca fucking counter swimmers, it'd be badass. I don't know. I don't know. He said he he (laughs) stays away from the mammal cage. There, Marcus. Uh, So what happened when you swam near the mammal cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tell us. We swam into it. And I kind of came up (laughs) in the water, and I was like, man, we shouldn't be hitting anything right now. (laughs) And I I grabbed the cage. It, It was the square metal cage. You know, I kind of hit that thing, and that thing hit that cage, and I was. Uh, you know, kind of one of those deals. Like, we need to go this way right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, I mean, anything what, under the water. You know, what's the, the craziest thing you've run into? Because like, a lot of team guys that I used to work with in, in another profession would always, like, you'd be diving or swimming, and then you just run into this, like, massive, like, like big fucking tail or something hits you in the middle of the water, and they'd just be like, they can't see shit. And they're just like, fuck my life. I hope it doesn't eat me. Yeah, so you start getting messed with in, in – kind of in buzz by the seals when you're out doing hydro reconnaissance they'll come in and get all curious and then um on the zodiacs we were doing over the horizon i'll never forget this we're all we're coming back right as sun's about to come up everybody's got monkey ass to bed you can't even see straight and everybody was asleep with the guy driving and then jj was up in the front and all of a sudden he comes out of a dead sleep and has his rifle and he starts banging it on the boat and then he pulls his knife out and starts to go and then you can smell this fish and we kind of look up and he stands up he's, he's bleeding from the face real bad and one of those flying fish that you see in, uh, in, in San yeah. Diego came into the boat and smashed him right in the grill, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they pulled us down one time. They, they blew us down. I remember we were, we were kind of, I think it might have been a full moon or it might have been right in the, the dusk. And all of a sudden it just got real cloudy and there was a, hammer, a school of hammerheads came over the top of us. So we just kind of hung down. And then one time I got pulled out of the water. My teeth like, I almost blew you up, man. There's a shark kind of swimming, <laughs> hanging around you guys. Uh, you know, checking you out. But every time you get in the water, that's the one thing you got to kind of clear out of your head. I mean, you just kind of want to stay next to your swim buddy and hopefully he gets hit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you can help him. But, um, are there lots of shark attacks? I wouldn't imagine. Not on us. Huh? No, I wouldn't imagine yeah. that. I mean, after how many buds classes are they up to now? Like three something. The, yeah. And nobody's ever been Mm-mm. attacked yeah, out there. And that's like, 
That's in the what are they called? That the red red triangle. triangle yeah. yeah, yeah. At third phase, when we're out on the island, right before we do we do the swim through the uh, kelp or the kelp beds. Yeah, kelp yeah. beds. And, you know, they're, they're they're huge, right? And uh, they put us in a classroom all day and make us watch shark attack videos. That's so <laughs> That's fucking cool. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love psychological I love warfare, dude. <laughs> and then you, you, know, you so go down good. there and you got chem lights hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, we got down, there was a uh, fur seal laying on the, on the beach, had his head bitten off. Right before we were fixing to go in. I, I never swam that fast in my entire life. I bet the, I bet the instructors it's put it so out. Oh, they love it. Because they'll get down on the water and, and come up behind you and grab you and do all, you know, it's it's mind warfare like you can't believe. <laughs> so funny, <dude. laughs> Oh, yeah. Chopping off the head of a seal, though. That's No, uh, I think that he actually got hit. Oh, really? Yeah, it looked yeah. pretty realistic. <laughs> I think that's what a shark attack looks like. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of times when we do the two mile ocean swims out in the front right there, the you see the shrimping boats or the fishing boats will pull up and start dumping their, dumping their chum. Oh, and great when idea. the seagulls are flocking, you yeah. know everything else in the water is too. Jeez. So do you, do you still go in the water a lot? I do. Like, absolutely. I love it. It's, do you think most team guys are that way? Like, or, or some yeah, of them are like, the keep beach, me the fuck the, out of the it's water. It's the beach that's the problem because that's where we get tortured. And Melly's a beach bunny. She's like, let's go hang out on the beach. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> no, go hang out in the water. I just want to hang out in the, in, on the beach. Yeah. Because right? you, you get tortured there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but now there is something to the water. You know, they say that she's the Pacific. She's the womb that we're born from, and she's the womb we return to when we're in trouble. And it's truly that thing. I mean, that's kind of unique about our program is that we not only have to train for whatever it is we're doing, but we also have to respect her all the time. Because just as fast as she would give us life, man, she'll snatch it away from you. I mean, you want to know how small you are? Water is the most powerful element on the planet. I mean, it'll erase this anything. Nothing yeah. can, You can't condense it. You can't contain it if it doesn't want to be contained. So kind of when you get in there, it's one of those deals. If you focus too hard on what you're doing and disrespect her, man, she'll she'll own you. Well, you see with the hurricanes. I mean, these last yeah. two, like it, man, it wiped out an entire city in uh, Florida. I mean, it, it's it's all the, all the way around. The water will get you. Oh yeah, I mean when we for instance, when we're going out, we got a, our rucks. We have a tow line, right? So you go out, you swim through the zone, then you kind of pull your ruck through it. And I've I thought I was out a couple of times, be like, oh, this is an easy day. And all of a sudden, Whoa! you know, I mean, and the rip goes the, run, the other way, pulling yeah. towards shore, and then wind up back on the beach like, like, a, like a log. Like, that didn't work. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> time to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I racked around 2,700 hours of bottom time while I was in. And uh, Jesus. Man, it's, it's something. The coolest thing I think was when at Pearl, because when we do our dives around there, the, the, uh, more, the Arizona and the Utah and everything, yeah. so we actually get to see those underwater. Right. And, you know, swimming up there and paying your respects. On yeah. the top of the water, it looks like a bunch of scrap metal. Underwater, it's a battleship. Right. I mean, and our, you know, our brothers and sisters are still in there. So we get a chance to go in and, and kind of, you know, pay our respects and see that. And that's that's a luxury that, that no one else gets afforded kind right. of deal. And it, there are a lot of perks to to having that job and being able to do that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it is. It's hard, man, that STV part of it. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, since we're so close to midterms and all that stuff, I saw you speak uh, at the Republican Mm-hmm. Uh, national convention for for trump has anybody asked you to come out and stump for them uh midterm wise uh-uh. no i've been on the road uh, it's busy I'm, yeah all the time actually <laughs> really? oh, is it really? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. figured right right <laughs> um you know kind of one of the guys i gotta i gotta know a little bit about you and before i put right. my name i work you know where our reputation's all we have we can do something good every single day for years and do something bad so before i we go out and put my name on something nowadays you know i gotta I figure that you're one of the guys that's at the top of that list um, uh, all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, a, we're, have you been of, out to the White House recently? Have you? No, I hadn't been in a while. Since, since he got in, since Trump got yeah, in? Yeah, that was the last time. Really? Yeah. D.C.? No, the, uh, we were in D.C. 
for the, for that. Yeah, we went to the uh, inauguration. inauguration. Yeah, it's something to watch our transition of power. I mean, that's the best thing about this country, man, is you can be born nothing with no money and literally become a king. You know, we don't call it kings, but you right. can wield the most powerful military and be in charge of a you know a country of people where from every direction you look the 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 color's different and and the religion you know it's it, that's what's so unique about us and so what's what's so wonderful about us that we transition that type of power every 48 years and when you see it no matter who's going in there man it's just it's awe-inspiring to see what we've created and and uh as a you know country of a everybody i kind of like to say you know i'm a junkyard dog man i protect trash or treasure it doesn't matter I, you know if you're in here you got I, that's what i do man i can bleed and take pain and when you when you get a chance to see the that kind of uh, I don't know commitment to ourselves and and w- what we've enabled those our, our leadership to uh, to have is is pretty amazing actually yeah yeah because it's one of those things you see on television and you know I, I, assuming you were there and to see it up close like that and then I heard there's like uh, like banquets and dinners and all oh, yeah. that. So did you go to all that? We did. Yeah, we did. It, was, it it's really something. I mean, it's kind of like inaugural ball i mean it's, yeah. you know, women are dressed to their nines and they they look fantastic in those flowing gowns and my tux as a matter of fact i was so squared away i got two of them just in case one was wrong and both of them the pants were up to my knee it was pretty good time man so. <laughs> <laughs> is it does it get wild that was my next question oh yeah well i mean just think yeah a, a, Oh, uh, wow. wow. For the audience at home yes. on my audio yeah. show, uh, Melanie just said that uh, Marcus spoke at uh, Vice President Pence's inaugural yeah, dinner. That's I, that amazing. was kind of one of those moments where I, I was standing backstage and it was just me and the president and the vice president. And, I was, and, and uh, in my head, I was like, what in the hell am I doing back here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trump was probably thinking uh, the same thing, too, uh, though. Yeah, like, yo, how did I get in here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, we, we, <laughs> It's amazing, right? Pulled yeah, off a yeah. miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what it's like? No, man, it was. It was, like I said, it was, just, it, was uh, it was something, man. It, it truly, when you, it doesn't matter who's in there. You know, you, we, we back them up. That's our job. And just to appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, there really are no sides in this, in, in, in this country, man. It's, uh, it's kind of one team, one fight. I like to tell people, you know, the first responder uniforms, you smash all those together, you get camouflage. You start pulling those colors away from it, you get the first responders, the doctors, and, and everybody that takes care of ourselves, and we're the ring around everything that's wonderful inside of this. And always make sure that you, that you think about it when you're watching something on TV and people getting upset, uh, the, you know, how many people watch this? And a lot of times people go off on the numbers, but it's kind of the same thing going to a Super Bowl and getting upset what the cheerleaders are doing. You know, I mean, in the big scheme of things, nothing, it's not as chaotic as you, you would imagine. And I know that because I travel around every, almost every day, city to city, state to state. And my specialty was reconnaissance. I mean, I'm, I study people and the environment and what's going on around it. And man, I know that we, you know, we've all been through a lot. And I think right now what's happening is it just got the, the, the generations are just slamming together. You know, baby boomers are in charge right now. And our, our generation has been in the longest war, you know, 20 years, Gen X. You know, the X-Men, it's our time to kind of come into the fold. Right. And the millennials, I remember hearing bad stuff about our generation when we graduated and we came out into the, into the, into the breach, so to speak. But, you know, we're, we're a little bit of the old and the new. That's our blessing, right? We, we, we saw it before the Internet and everything. The millennials, man, they just have way too much information, not enough life experience. So when they get into a situation, they, they kind of throw the wrong emotion out. I mm-hmm. mean, if you took a kid who was 10 years old back in the 1900s and put him in a room with an iPhone, he'd be almost God, right? Because this thing can tell the future. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I think it's, it's, it's also great. Social media is great because you get a, you get an idea of what 
what everything is and the way this podcast and everything's going, literally got to throw a GoPro on and go on the war and tell you what's going on. Right. There's no third person rendering of what, you know I mean? It's kind of, well, some journalists have turned into antagonists, right? It's like right. the kid in the high school is like, Hey, do you hear what he said? Hey man, do you hear what he said? And then they go, if I said that, I would never say that, but if I did say it, I would say it like this. I'm like, well, you just said it, man. You know? yeah. <laughs> so why don't we just uh, <laughs> take a step back and just uh, relax a little bit and, and understand that, you know, the head shed, the, the, America's like a family. The first mom and dad live in the White House. Then you got the aunts and uncles that are in Congress and the Senate. You know, football team owners, you look at them as like the counts, right? The Dukes, because they, right. they have an army. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just bleeds into us. Because if you're in your family and you love everybody in the house, even if they're crazy and they, they do stupid stuff, it's still your crazy uncle. And then when you step outside, that's your neighbor. You're supposed to treat him just like you treat yourself. And then from your home to your town to your city to your state to your to your government it's all the same but somewhere along the lines you you get somebody in the middle who likes to stir up some crap and and the other people are too far too far apart and they just hear things and and it's okay to get upset and to question everything that's what we're supposed to do that's how we keep everybody on the level but never forget that this is kind of one family i mean we fight for each other bleed for each other and uh, (laughs) nicole nicole said last night something super creative you know the wing there, it's like there's right wing, there's left wing, and, and they don't the realize bird. they're on the same bird. On the same bird. <laughs> right. So you just got this and, mess flapping. And the overall body of the United States and people. We, when it's cool to be liberal, we, we like to do that. We like to be funky and fresh and, and progressive and, and do stuff. Don't but, point at me when you say those. And things, then, no, I'm just, there is nobody more funky and fresh than you. I, I know you're listening. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not funky and fresh yeah. at all, man. And then you got you can look at me. Yeah, yeah the conservatives, man, who who likes alien. Man, uh, you just figured this out, and it's great. So let's appreciate it for a little bit. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, let's yeah, enjoy yeah. this. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're ready to go to something else, and there's still some people suffering, or this, and we haven't got this all the way figured out. So kind of slow down a little bit, and then we'll, we'll drag the rest of us up here. And uh, that's what the, you know, the center of the hourglass kind of deal. It's where you want to stay. Yeah, my, my thing it, is this. Is who's my, your favorite Democrat yeah. like, that you hang out with? You're like, okay, I can accept the fact that you're a progressive. I was, I, I was I, just going to ask that question. <laughs> like, who is it? Yeah, because everybody assumes everybody's Republican. Yeah, who no, is your I favorite mean, I, Democrat? I have, I, have, I have friends that are Democrats. Uh, same, same. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't judge my friends off of their political opinions because right. that's just a title. And uh, it, it's, I have so many friends. All across the board from in Hollywood. She, your right. wife just she screamed out Anderson Cooper. Yeah, right? Anderson Cooper. I mean, it, it, I, look, I, I, spend, I, mean, I know them off the thing, what, what they're saying, and they care about the same things that, right. that everybody else. I, I'll be in a room somewhere and be like, hey, don't say anything. I'm like, okay, I'll keep secret. And they'll tell me right. something. And I'll walk around next door and be like, hey, don't say anything about them. Like, but you right. just said the, you guys don't talk? I don't want you, to, why don't you stop talking. Why don't you just listen? All right. Because, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, 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 if it does fall apart, then what? Right. What's what's the idea after that? And I mean, let's never forget how important that we are to each other, and that all that bickering and stuff like that is just to hammer that stuff out. Take no one's going to be completely happy. Can't be. It's a family. You know what I mean? You keep the wife happy, and then everything else gets into place. And um, which means we need to keep our women happy. They can usually drive us in the right direction. I mean, you know as well as I do. They did a study. What happens when you remove women? It's called prison. We tear each other apart. (laughs) (laughs) Throw one woman in the mix and guys will settle down. I mean, if there was one woman on the planet and all men, we'd tear this place apart. Countries have fallen over it. You know, the deal of king, he'd get rid of the son and daughter and all that other mess. That wife, she ain't going nowhere. And if you do take her, I'm going to bring my whole army over the sea and crush you over a woman. You know, and it's just, it's it's kind of that deal, man. If they're 
Happy spouse, happy house. Yeah, exactly. That's it, man. You know? And uh, you know, they're they're the greatest gift, the Holy Grail, their life everlasting. You know what? I mean, that's what that is. They can't we can't create life without them. Period. Well, now's the point in the show where we get to the drinking bro of the week, uh, or it could be a bro at. Um, would it be your wife? You think in in this world is she, is she the the one that holds this all together? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I grew up with, with my friends, like I said, and I still have the same ones. And what I like to say is, they, and same way with you guys, we're family now, man. You guys have a strength that I possess as a weakness, and I'm confident when I'm around you guys. I'm, I was never the lead. I'm, I'm a battery. Throw me in the middle. Not the voice of reason or anything like that. And when we were running together, we created something that you can't break. I mean, it's. But anytime we're around our friends, your armor goes up because it's a guy thing, and I need to be able to protect you at any given time or see something that you can't see. And a woman can see through that, our armor. Each one of them are, are a gift to teach you something about yourself. And what I tell people who aren't married, and if you're looking for the right one, there's, there's a battle between two wolves that lives inside all of us. One is, is evil. It's, it's hate, rage, discontent, you know, all that. And then the other one is good, and it's truth and loyalty and love. And how you know which one of those wolves win is the one you feed, right? And we fed the dark and, you know, and the light wolf. But when you walk up to her, I met my wife on a blind date. The minute she lifts her head up, first, both those wolves showed up at the same time. I didn't know which, because, you know, a woman will drag one of them out. You don't want to go out with her and go crazy and show her off and do all that. Or you want to go back and you want to, hey, I'm going to show you nobody. We're going to watch some movies. I don't care if it's a notebook or whatever. I love, <laughs> I love the notebooks. That's cool. it's a great, great film. Great film. Great film. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, man, if you, when you show up and both those guys, I, like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, which one, what should I do here? And, uh, you know, I tell people my wedding ring, man, it's all bent up like this is because that's that, that warrior that lasts 40 years that tries to get out every now and again. But if you, you know, I wake up every morning and wait for my marching orders and, uh, life's a lot easier. I mean, you know, our sword and our shield belong to our people. Right? We got crazy with it, and that was our job. But when you enter to one only and, and you do what she says and keep her happy, man, everything else kind of falls into place. And it's easier for us because we're soldiers, man. I mean, that's why our you know, muscles are on the outside. We're built to take pain. Protection and enforcement. That's my job. <laughs> I like America. Learn, Melanie Latrell. This, Jared. And, and where <laughs> were you talking about um, before we, we went on the air, Melanie? Um, your, your parents, uh, the, the farm. The ranch, yes. What was the name of it? The Lazy J. Great, yeah. So if you're if you're in Texas, don't go to the Lazy J. Hey, so so here's so here's a, here's a quick Marcus Marcus uh, small world and or funny story. So I get a call one day and he's like, "Hey, is this Evan?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Hey, uh, Marcus told me uh, you're a pretty good dude. I should give you a call. And I was like, "Who? Hi. Well, this is uh." Secretary Perry, uh, just figured I'd give you your buzz like we're buddies. Rick Perry? Governor Perry, hello. Yes, I am your buddy. According, yes, according to Marcus, we are friends, sir. How do I pronounce? Sorry, I, you know. Should we go with full like, titles here, or what am I doing? <laughs> I can say, can say enough good things about you, Marcus. Like, he was, he went on and on. I actually think he just called me to tell me how much that he liked you, and which, and I was like, that's totally fine. Well, anyways, he, Evan, that's how cool Marcus is. Hey, I'll catch you later. Hey, anyways, Evan, whatever your fucking name is, uh, uh, he wouldn't actually, he wouldn't have said that, but he was like, yeah, whatever. But he, he literally called to welcome us to, to Texas. Like, literally just called us to say, thanks for moving to Texas. Uh, you know, I live in the San Antonio area. If you guys ever need anything, and and uh, uh, Marcus and and Crispy, I guess said something. So that's amazing. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people know this. When I got out of the military, right before I went back to Ramadi, they were in San Diego to tour the Buds compound. And then uh, he's like, "Hey, if you're ever in Texas, when you get back, come over for a steak dinner." 
Well, I was back and I was out and I walked over and I was like, hey, how about that dinner? And I left four year, four and a half years later because I met my wife or my family. I mean, that uh, Lady Perry, you know, she was a nurse. She, they're yeah. the ones that put me in, in the direction to get all my surgeries and healed up. And then by default, I just pound around with him. I, that's how I learned that political world and what he did and longest serving governor in Texas. And I mean, he, he's an amazing man. He, yeah. he truly is. I mean. You know, guys, as we go through life, we, we run into different stones, if you will. Some of them will sharpen us up, some of us will dull us out, and some of us will polish us. You know, women, usually, the, that's the polishing stone. And if you, you know, you stand around one long enough and you start to get dull, you probably need to move on. And uh, I don't know why guys do this. We probably don't talk about it openly, but, like, we have pillars in our life. Like, men we run into that can teach us something that, you know, guys are like, hey, why do you even hang out with them? Like, I don't know if he's teaching me something. And they just kind of took me into the fold and, and – uh, raised me and got me back on track and been in my life ever since man they're they're, a, they're an amazing family and he truly loves this country yeah and i uh, i praise constantly for you know whoever's running it and empowered doesn't matter that 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 line doesn't matter he's just genuinely a, a great guy man when he called you he, like he means that oh you could tell he uh, you could tell he meant it he's like yeah anytime you want to come out you know and i can't do a good texas accent but he was like anytime you want to come out like just hang out maybe barbecue like let that sink in. Like, just come <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. hang out, and have a barbecue or something. You're free the following me and a couple Saturday buddies. Or? He's like me and a couple buddies. He's a former four star general and other guy. Like we're just gonna go play poker mm-hmm. at the house. They grew and up I was together. Like, badass. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what he's saying. They have a they have a comp when they were kids growing up, man. When they like, hey, when we get done with all, chasing our dreams, let's all move and live in the same spot. And they did. And that's what we're. I do too, man. Just kind of guys I grew up with. I land. We got that. So. It's the same the thing, Matt and I. When we when we get done with Black Rifle, we're gonna get married. Yeah, it's the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Yep. same Why wait? Deal. I'm gonna move right. next door. Yeah. Why wait? Yeah. yeah, just to watch. We've Why been trying to have wait? kids for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that drinking bros. There yeah. it is. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> One last question before sure. we let you get out of here. We all met on the set of Range 15, obviously. Thanks again, man. I uh, was doing that. It was a blast, yeah, and it was my pleasure. But these guys had all talked about how amazing you were and all that stuff. I, I had only seen the film, obviously. The one thing I was surprised when I met you was you didn't have a Boston accent. Yeah. Did he, why did he not attempt one? Uh, like, I told him not to. Uh, oh, oh, that was... He, he's, <laughs> he didn't even attempt a Texas accent. I was like... Ah. So when it came down to... Because all the other actors, I mean, I spent with time That's with them question. and they spent time with their families to kind of learn the details and how they needed to... Portray. But, I, you know, I, Mark, he had, he had me. And when we first met, uh, the way he... He does his acting and the way he learned. He just, we just kind of started hanging out. So we became friends. Sure. And um, he's like, "You got anything you want me?" To? I was like, "No." Nah. I was like, "You're the. This is your wheelhouse. You're the pro. I. You just do your thing, man." I was like, "Just uh, if you could do me a favor, just don't don't try the southern accent, all right? Because I, I, you know, a lot of times, boss, y'all don't pull it off very well." And uh, that line in the movie, right before he takes that first shot, and he's like, I'm about fixing to. Yeah. I was like, I thought I told you not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Those two words don't go together. That's, you know, it's country and redneck. You can't slam them guys. <laughs> I'm about fixing to. Yeah. So that was your call on yeah, that? Yeah, no, was, but uh, okay, I did cool. just to stick with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah kinda, absolutely. Man, you know, you're... He's a great guy. He's a great family man. I, I, I just I he's always, awesome. Great entrepreneur. Uh, oh, that's what man. Acting business kinda, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just one thing. Yeah, that was, oh. that's the thing to me to get him to the other stuff. I mean, how, how many Wahlburgers are open in the country now? And that, that's right. I mean, that, I don't know like anybody and everybody around. I mean, he still uh, runs around with the same crew. Really? Yeah, same guys. Absolutely. Yep. Sorry, like the Funky Bunch. Does he still call him the Funky no, Bunch? No, but uh, you, you've seen Entourage. So that was based, based on, on his him, life. Yeah. I'm just being a little bit. Of yeah, yeah, no, no. Funny. But I had I had dinner with him maybe 15 years ago, right? And 
uh, nice place, nice restaurant, and the, the turtle character. Uh, the guy comes up to the dinner table wearing a Boston Celtics jersey, no undershirt, and a nice steakhouse with like a sideways yeah. hat on. And I was like, all he did was stand in front of the table. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, oh, it's my buddy. He's, he's my security or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. You can just roll around in a, in a Celtics jersey inside yeah. this nice steakhouse in L.A. And they were like, yeah, yeah, he can do that. And I was like, are, I think okay. you're, are you okay. drama and Jared's turtle? Oh, and in, in, uh, and that, that, he's E for sure. I don't. I yeah, don't, I've yeah, not seen e. enough of it to understand. He's like the guy that's yelling at people on the phone all the time. He's the and manager then yelling at us to be on on time. <laughs> I'm the one. I'm, I'm the I one do that, well that, that talks I, Matt I, I, I into spending large amounts of money on really weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's face it. Victory is the same as what, ooh, Matt doesn't yeah, spend yeah, large yeah. amounts of money on weird shit. That's, that's super you. funny. I know. Yeah, but they. I mean, that's a crew he grew up with. It is. Before he had any, they love each other. Yep. I mean, they would take a baseball bat to anybody if if. Yo, and that's so. real, by the Fuck way. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Take baseball bats, <laughs> yeah. motherfuckers. Now we're talking, Marcus. We, yeah. had the, we had the same acting coach, and his, his name was Vincent Chase, and he ended up na- naming the lead character after him. And I asked him, you know, I don't first weekend or whatever. I just moved to LA, and I was like, "What's what's Mark really like?" And he was like, "Oh, he'll he'll kick the shit out of you, like oh, yeah, without man. blinking." And I was like, <laughs> really? And he goes, "Oh, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah." <clears throat> um, and he was about that life, and I was like, "Shit, all right, cool." And I'm I'm assuming that's why you guys got. Along perfectly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but he's married, like, that part of us is, but the, our crews are still running around with us, and it's that loyalty thing. I mean, you grow up with somebody your entire life. It's not like they're going to find out something about you that someone that you just met, like, wait, that? And you're like, yeah, I right. knew about it happening in high school or whenever. You, know, right. you go through puberty with some guy, you know, yeah. and you go through all that hardship. Man, they they, uh, they just watch out for each other. That's my fact. When I walk <clears> on a set, I can find out where he's I just follow his crew. You know, right. They're, they're there. Marcus, you have one of the best podcasts out there right now. Um, it's one of my favorites to listen to. We had Thank Rob you. O'Neill on. Your your interview with Rob O'Neill was crazy. Um, a bunch of team guys sitting in a room going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was actually surprised because I know Sean, the other dude that was on that, really well, and I was like, "This is pretty tame." I was like, knowing these dudes, like I was like expecting some shit. Well, to we'll like, take it as fast as they want to go, right? <laughs> I mean, I, of course, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff we had to pull out because we go down one of those rabbit holes and be like, all right. Well. <laughs> Yeah. You've been on it, right? It's Team Never Quit. Team Never Quit, yeah. yeah. I just did mine, place. too. Did you really? Yeah. You're I, we've all three mm. been on well, it. Well, it hasn't wow. aired, it hasn't now, aired now yet. Now I feel yeah, sad. I was about to say, It hasn't aired yet, but it was, it, it was a fun one. Like we Twice, right? Well, we did that first one, but we kept having, you guys kept having audio issues, was, and that kind of screwed us because as soon as we would start get going, oh. we'd have to cut, and so it just... Power would go out. Yeah, it something. would fuck with, yeah. fuck with the dynamics, so we did it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, man, a hurricane going on or yeah. something? Are you guys going to keep running with it and all that? Oh, yeah, or? we're having a blast. Uh, Rut and uh, Wizard, you kind of brought that into the uh, into my world. I didn't know anything about it, but I, I grew up with Rut and the teams, man. I mean, I, I love that guy to death. And he's like, hey, I got an idea. You want to do this? And ran it by Melanie. He's like, sure. So we just started just like everybody else does. And I, I kind of was with uh, when any, any new venture that comes into TNQ, and q you know, I like to say, you know what, we're going to go out and we're going to make a million memories and save a dollar from each and let's see how this thing rolls, right? And, yeah. And it just our, – our, our audience, but moreover our guests, it's just kind of all across the board. And it's just – everyone goes into a, a bad moment and has a never-quit story, right? I mean, they just do. If you're right. living life, I mean, life's a game and a race and you're going to kind of run into some good times and bad. As a matter of fact, the bad times we run into outside of school are our written tests. Since we don't have those, it's just to make sure you're paying attention during the good times. And if you jump too far ahead, man, you're going to have a hard time like you're not ready for. And um, just kind of over time now, the 
and they just come in and it just gives you a different perspective. And even sometimes if the situations are similar, the person going through it is not, right? It's unique to the individual. That's so is, you know, pain's a matter of perspective of the person who's going through it. So when you, when you have somebody on there who's going through a situation and the way they kind of level it out, and then you have guys like us who, who've seen it, similar situations on different ends and everyone's throwing their perspective in there, the audience gets a great kind of mind melt on, on different ways to, one, that we're all going through problems in your life. I mean, you have to. That's the only way you can measure your good times is if you have a bad one. If you're measuring off somebody else's bad times, you're living their life. And that way, you know, if that happens, if they fall or if they lose their dignity, so do you. And you you, you kind of don't want that, man. You want to live your own life and every day is an adventure. And um, that's kind of what we created with that. With T&Q, Team Neighbor Quit is just – I don't know what it is about the military. We, we, the things that we're capable of when we're together overseas and, and what we can get good at and, and, and proficient at. And then when we get out, we all separate. And mm-hmm. I, I always wanted to be around, around you guys. You know, I just I feel strong and comfortable. And that's what that is, man. The Patriot Tour, the Team Never Quit, the podcast is all just bringing the guys that I came up with that I trust and that we know can. it doesn't matter if it gets tough. It's supposed to. That's how we know we're super funny to say it's like community is comfortability. That's the way I look at it. And it's the whole reason we started the Drink Bros podcast because people would see us just laughing, being friends. We're like, we want, we want to build that community. And and we're so thankful to have this podcast as well because then, like, we interface with guys like you and we're on your podcast and this network grows. And we realize, like, man, there's a lot of guys out there and gals that are exactly like us. We just have to build that network. Sure. Most people. It's awesome what you guys are doing. You know, they don't like to deal with other people's chaos and crap. Matter right. of fact, you taught yourself in about a minute or two to get away from any kind of bad or situation. And thank God we have people who wear uniforms that will come deal with your crap. Right. So think about that when they <laughs> yeah. show up. Like, I called you to deal with my mess. I'm not going to get mm-hmm. mad at you right off the bat. I burnt my house down. Will you come and save it? Right. Yeah. And yeah. most people like to watch chaos, but when they want to hang out, they want to hang out with a good time mm-hmm. and watch it. Right? And you don't want to be a part of it because it's just not fun. And what you guys have created, I mean, yeah, you guys laugh so hard. People just, by curiosity and by nature, want to venture over and see what it's all about. Why are these guys laughing like this? Why, what is it they've done? How, look at this all life stuff is they've... fucking awesome, Mark. It is, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. Up. It truly is. <laughs> How many episodes deep you guys? 100. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, 100. <laughs> Congratulations. So, so right, the, the other <clears throat> Dave Rutherford, Rutherford who's yeah. on uh, the TNQ podcast with Marcus. Afterwards, we went to my house, and my daughter is, is four, and Dave's a fucking crazy person, like crazy cool, po- ultra positive. He comes into the house, and he's like, hey, hey, and he just starts like fucking playing with my daughter right away, like instantly started like crawling underneath the table and like jumping around, and my wife was like, you are literally the the coolest person that's ever come into our home. He runs like, on. Literally, you are the coolest person that's ever been in our it's house. It's like I have something to talk to Kate about later. And, then, uh, huh? Pure energy. Like, pure energy. Pure energy yeah. for like fucking three hours. We're like cooking dinner and and Rutt's like, my wife's like, do you are you interested in being the nanny or? <laughs> but Rutt man is like super epic. That their fucking podcast, like your podcast, is awesome. Oh, dude. thank you. Like, it is, it Everybody is, loves it. It is. Yeah. It's oh, that's a great part awesome. about the format a, you guys have too. The way yeah, that yeah. you guys run it, it's awesome. Well, the other thing, because I mean, we do the drinking bro here, but you guys do the never quit story, and I think mm-hmm. it's super interesting. You spoke to it just just a little bit earlier. Was how everybody, no matter what their perspective or experience in life, has this story where they hit the worst moment in their life, and that granted, it's all in perspective. But how they work through it, how do they learn from it, and then how is that helping them today? Sure, and it's super interesting to learn because even guys that are not vets or whatever, you're like, oh shit, okay, this is super cool. Absolutely, I mean, and what, what you guys too, and what we what we do, I mean, we kind of consolidate them together, and then they get passed around, and then we you know, they find 
and y'all, right? And there's that one extra kind of step. And that, that's what it's about. I mean, you climb in the mountain, you, it's one step at a time. You skip a step, you get further to fall. And um, the, the, the great thing about it is our backstories are the same, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, the collective, the harder we pull that together and we just reach out and grab as many people as we can. Just because you didn't wear the uniform doesn't make you any different than us, man. You're, you're going through a war here, right? Everybody, when you get up and you go out, we all develop our own realities and how we want to live our lives. The problem is, is when you go out and run into somebody mm-hmm. else's reality. You better hope you're ready for it, you train for it, and, and that you can move through it. And uh, know that anything you throw out of your mouth, any uh, positive or negative, it's going to come back around. It's the love of the opposites. That's how this whole world uh, survives, yin and yang. I mean, throughout time, it's the absolute love of the opposites. So mm-hmm. just like you said, man, you know, put your love and your faith in, in, in God. Always answer to somebody higher than you. It keeps you humble, right? Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor and treat them like you'd want to be treated and just kind of enjoy life. I mean, it's kind of a short go. You don't ever know when it's going to stop. So have as much fun as you can. And that's what we do. Even in hell, in chaos is when we thrive. Mm-hmm. And it's um, to bring that kind of uh, perspective to people is like, man, you know, all right, I get it. I'm not out here suffering by myself. I'm going to get in here and suffer with you guys. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll suffer together. Have a good time doing it. Where can everybody look up um, the podcast? Yeah, I don't know. Associated social media. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, TNQ iTunes, podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, got YouTube. their own Instagram. Team uh, never yeah, quit. Yeah, if you can't find awesome. it, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, you can't find it. If they're listening podcast, to this, yeah. they know how to find a podcast. If you can't yeah. find it, DM Jared. Yeah. And he'll 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 point But make sure it's a dick pic because he'll definitely know to open that. Just go to drinkingbrotherspodcast.com it's right there yeah. on one of the links yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the most fascinating guest you've had on that, that, that you didn't expect well that's the thing is is everybody you kind of have an opinion and everyone looks at the professionals and everybody's good at something and they're just automatically like that right but you we all know the backstory behind it is is pretty crazy if they're right. that good at something right so when you see or you hear people that you think man i you know, i well i wasn't really expecting that. i mean laura logan when she got over yeah. man was a good you know I, that yeah. tore me because yeah. i have a problem when women get hurt yeah mm-hmm. and um even lance armstrong i mean that guy did all that and, and now he's going through his battle yeah. he's got kids so they're kind of here you know what i'm talking about but yeah. he just kind of mm-hmm. just like when he said he's like man I, had, I got cancer and i had to ride to stay alive and then i had to t- keep doing that to keep riding mm-hmm. to stay alive and so i had to keep doing it and it, it, it's just you you hear kind of a a different perspective when you give somebody an opportunity to talk. I mean, most right. everything on TVs is you, is two minute sound bites. You can't talk about or get or understand hardly anything in two minutes. Right. I mean, you just kind of get an overview for it. And um, I think, man, I met I got to meet Kurt Russell one time on. on oh, oh that's my wife's favorite. She's yeah. waiting for me to die so she <laughs> right. can marry Kurt. Right? Yep. Swear to God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting for him to die so I'm next in line. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So he, I walked in. I, it was on set in the middle of the night, and he he was still in costume like that and he, he sat me down and he talked to me and and melly for a while i mean he asked me he like hey how you doing with how you doing i was like well, I'm, yeah i'm good he's like how are you doing with this fame and all this stuff like that and i was like well yeah i'm not you know, that kind of he's like sit down boy <laughs> right <laughs> and then i mean it's just almost uh, everybody i've been able to come in contact that's why i kind of won't pick a side because i mean you guys not only had to pull me out of hell during red you guys did man i Ever since I got catapulted out into the American people, it's the literary world. I mean, I go in. I don't see it aside. I see, you know, the people that stand in front of me, man. It's just absolutely amazing. And, uh, I mean, Mike Tyson, great guy. I walked into a locker room at the USC, and he was sitting on the couch with my wife crying, you know, talking. And they were like, hey, Mike, I'm get my wife back whenever you're done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then, you know, Dwayne, the rock, man, I got, he's, he's all time. He, you know, he 
good looking, probably breath never stinks, teeth are always straight, of course, kind of crap yeah, like that. that kind of guy. But he's also, I mean, it's just a super nice guy. I mean, genuine is, and most everybody is like Peter Burke. I mean, all those guys, man, they're just it. A lot of people kind of look at somebody and the situation they're in and the environment and what they do for a living and what's going on and they judge them in their world for that right and you can't i mean you can't do that right i mean you, just because why what he's going to do is going to upset you man if you don't know anything that's going on just kind of take a step back and let this unfold. just like we don't run to our death right in a gunfight and you can always have time to let something unfold and and get a perspective because from zero to 40 you just have an opinion after mm-hmm. that's perspective and hopefully some wisdom will set in after that and never forget where you came from, man. Don't ever stop believing in magic or your friends and the love that we have for each other because that's what drives everything. Hate and discontent stops it. I mean, that's what you see going on. The minute you take a little bit of swallow your pride and step back and say, you know what, man, maybe I don't know if I'm the one that started this, but I'm sorry that we're in it. And uh, I, I, I don't hold grudges. I can't. I, I mean, I've tried. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I try to get upset, but and I've been torn apart. I mean, plenty of times. But I, every time I, I get torn apart, I get put back together by y'all our community how do you not love something like that it keeps you alive and keeps giving you an opportunity to go do this i mean we were in hell in the military we were right i mean i mean bodies we have strapped around our neck between us good lord but and you come back and you you see why you were doing that why it's okay and if everybody around you is saying that it's okay and you keep bringing up the old stuff you're just making them suffer right some a bad time you go through is just something you can take it's not something you have to take every day I mean, when you walk in with those scars, every, all my tattoos are when I've been whipped in battle. And every time I get in a hard time, I just look down at myself and be like, hey, man, we've already been through this. Matter of fact, we've been through more. And um, I just think years on this planet are like a resume. And you're trying to earn your place, you know, <laughs> hopefully in one or two places. And, you know, I can't stress that enough, man. You never know who you're standing next to or who you're talking to. And anything you throw out of your mouth is going to come right back around. So you better hope it's positive. You mentioned The Rock. How close are you with him? Uh, and the reason I ask is there, there's one burning question I've had forever. Okay. After Bin Laden got killed, The Rock was the first one to tweet about it. Mm-hmm. And he oh, really? knew before everyone else. Yeah. He's got an inside man. Yeah, it's an Do you know who told him? Who told him? That's what I want to know. Does yeah. he have like a cousin that's in the teams or something? Right? Yeah. There it is. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, 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 allegedly. Uh, uh, oh, I like you guys to the video is not rolling. <laughs> I know. Right? I was like, <laughs> it's not rolling. It's cool. It's not rolling. Yeah, the video. Uh, Marcus, again, uh, a pleasure. Team Never Quit, one of the greatest yeah. podcasts on the planet. Uh, for Evan Hafer, Jared Taylor, Marcus Luttrell, Matt Bess, I am Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone. God damn it. Thanks yeah. for being there. Epic. Yeah.